So somehow we did it. We're at the end. Day three of Riot Fest. I'm James Van Osdell backstage. And now is a good time for you as the year is winding down to get a hold of your finances, achieve cost certainty. The easiest way I can recommend is by switching to solar. There are tax credits floating around out there, national tax credits, local tax credits that will help you save a bundle, like up to 48%, I think is the number. But these are going away at the end of the year. So look into how you can switch to solar and take control of your finances. Sopel Solar, S-O-P-E-L, solar.com. My friend Brent Sopel, former NHL great, Brent Sopel is going to help you switch to solar. You pay nothing out of pocket. The consultation is free, and it's kind of fun to do online. SopelSolar.com. Switch to solar. Have cost certainty for the first time probably ever. It's Car Con Carne. Let's eat in the car. It's Car Con Carne. I have such fond memories of the 1990s here in Chicago. Just awesome memories of the music, the moments, the culture. But the thing is, the 90s are, they're in the past. They're in the rear view. You can't go back. Or can you? (laughs) This book right here is your way into the past. It is 90 Days in the 90s, a rock and roll time travel story. It's like a, a time machine back to that period. You can join record store owner Darby as she jumps on the mystical gray line to time travel back to her carefree 20s and soak up all the nostalgia that she can. Get your hands on this brand new novel, 90daysinthe90s.com. You can get a signed copy while you're there. Or if you don't want to go there, just go to Amazon. If that's easier for you, fine. Go to Amazon. Go to any bookstore you you buy your books from, 90daysinthe90s. I'm going to hold it up again just because. And we're backstage at Riot Fest. I'm James Van Osdell. Bomb pops are to my right. The positioning of the media tent is very interesting. The area where we're doing all the audio interviews is the closest to the PA system, so it's very loud. So enjoy the bomb pops as I talk to this gentleman right here. He is a fantastic, storied rock photographer. He is Bobby Talman. Nice to see you here. Good to see you too, James. I, I, I come to an event like this and I expect to see you here. Same with you. <laughs> like we're, we're diehards till the day we die. We'll be doing this. <laughs> so you're probably right. For people who don't know, and I think I'm included in that group, what what is the life of a photographer at a festival? How does that all work? I, I know there are probably different rules for each band you have to shoot, different timings, things you do and don't do. I guess in a nutshell, what do you do? Well, right off the bat, if you think you can photograph 108 bands over three days, you're mistaken. So you, I guess it comes down to your musical taste or whatever your editor wants. However, you know, you pick and choose, and you logistically try to handle this over the length of a three-day festival without a beatdown into day two. I mean, it's really, that's a, there's a more convoluted answer to that question, but suffice it to say, I'm here for the bands I love that I already know from Jerry, Jerry Bryant and JBTV and Greg Corner, et cetera, et cetera, Music Hounds, Scary Lady Sarah, all, all those guys are like live, breathe music, kind of like you. So, you know, I love the underground stuff, the oh, undercard, sure. like Zola Jesus in a couple hours. The smaller kind of font fans yes, in the Riot Fest. the smaller lineup. font fans. Boy, that's my sweet spot for Carter. Where there's Carnage. two photographers in the pit, maybe. Right. I love that. I'll right, take that any day. An artist like Ice Cube or Nine Inch Nails or Misfits, I'm sure it's like packed. 
impact and you're like jockeying for position and it Correct. becomes... You, you just find your little piece of real estate and don't bug the other photographers that are trying to do the same thing you are. And, you know, eventually anticipate Trent will come to you eventually, <laughs> roaming the stage. So that's an interesting thought. Is there kind of a, an understood code in the photo pit? Like, keep your distance. Like, it's not like a paparazzi thing where you're like shoving a camera in front of it someone else. It can else's. be. It depends on how rookie-ish the photographer is. There's half of them are Pisces and there's another quarter of them that aren't. But they learn pretty quickly when vacating the pit that, you know what, dude, don't live up by the PA where you're the back of your head's in three quarters of my photos, etc. Or you punched and, you know, you're photographing over my head. Calm it down, dude. You know, whatever. Not me. There's another bunch of photographers that will say the same thing I've just said. But yeah. You so, try to tolerate the other 38 photographers in the pit. So most uh, photo restrictions require photographers to shoot the first three songs. Correct. Some are the whole show, though. Depends on the back. Well, and that's my question. Isn't it the best situation to see a band once they've kind of hit their stride and maybe they're a little sweaty, a little less polished than when they were? When oh, they without took question. The that's how I got my start with Wax Tracks back in the day. It was just those kind of bands because I already Paul Natkin was established. Yeah, it was like, a, and I, I can't fight to get the Prince approval or the Bruce Springsteen's or the Madonnas, but Melody Maker and NME, and like case in point, 1985 Psycho Candy from Jesus and the Mary Chain blew me. Like the cover was, and it said Best Album of the Year, and I think that came out in March of that year, April, May, <laughs> June, July. Like those other nine months, they've already devoted this. So it's at the Metro, and I'm the only photographer in, at the Metro shooting Jesus and the Mary Chain. What's so I kept every Friday going to Wax Tracks and uh, Slow Dive into My Bloody Valentine, all of these bands that were on the cover, and I didn't end up being the only photographer, and this is and it's the music I love or have been, been listening to prior to them coming here. And Wow, that really, the light bulbs went off as far as, yeah, the established acts are cool, but this stuff. Yeah, for sure. Well, and back to the question, how do you get the best shot of a band if you're only shooting the first 10 minutes of their show, basically? What do you, what do you look for? It's very rare. But we had a conversation on your show about some of my photography. And here we are. There's 30 photographers approved for Paul McCartney, Alala Palooza. How did I end up with a shot that the other 29 photographers didn't get? And that he hasn't even played a note yet. He's coming off the stage or coming onto the stage with his Hofner bass with a big radiant smile. Yeah. I think that's the answer to the question is, you know, you can edit your crap later. You know, take advantage of whatever moment you have with the McCartneys. Because those are those candid moments. Like, yes. So I guess if it, that's limited to, what, 10 minutes, three, three minute songs, give or take yeah. with Paul, how do I fit out from the other guys? Well, you know what? I'm going to document this for what they give me. It's uh, take what you like, leave the rest, and my glass is half full. I'm not about to argue. So you're shooting stuff. You, you walk out of the pit. You come back to this press area where it's like a photo photographer's pit den of vipers here <laughs> what do you do to the pictures afterward do you do you start editing them here immediately i can't handle it at home because i'll fall asleep on my laptop at two in the morning i i, I ended up uh, i think <clears throat> on the average for the past two days about a thousand three hundred fifty photos i know it's insane i know there's no way i can edit that so i got to whittle it down from my camera as much as i can i'll come home to maybe out of that uh, 670 photos, but even then, does Jerry Bryant of JBTV want to see that many photos? <laughs> it's probably around 30, and I'll keep the rest, eventually get to them. But I have to pick and choose what's striking and what's not striking sure. and what's going to be attractive to our audience, similar to how you handle your show. So this is a total rookie question, and I truly don't know the answer. Do you touch up or do you, do you modify Very the Very rarely, because look at the light. 
here we are. And it's hard to screw this up with natural light coming in. Yeah, it's been that way all weekend. And it's professional. Now here, Zola Jesus, case in point. I've known this girl since she first started, and she's awesome. However, she plays the empty bottle. No offense to the empty bottle. I mean, these are cave kind yeah. of venues, and now my ISO for my camera is way off the charts for grain. But now I have this chance at this festival with sophisticated lighting. It's a taking a sigh of relief. I'm going to wait for Zola to have her moments without having to worry about knocking around my camera on the manual settings to figure out the dimly lit, could barely see feet in front of me kind of vibe. So you, you mentioned, I mean, you're a music fan. There have to be some happy surprises, some serendipitous moments when you shoot an event like Riot Fest. Surfboard. Surfboard, okay. Oh, my God, that band. I heard from Sasha Lecca. He's the editor for Rolling Stone, sweetheart of a guy. And he, uh, at Music Frozen Dancing at the Empty Bottle was in February. And it's like, now that this I found out about the band was through Sasha Lecca. And uh, it's February, it's 20 above, and they have to play to stay warm. And they were, it was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and they were like, what is this band? Oh, my God. So, yeah, here we are at the Riot Fest on a small stage. Same thing. They commanded it. That girl, Danny, is that the girl, Danny? Oh, my God. She's just like in the crowd. I got, you know what, I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to have the crowd sing along with me, whoever's in front with my mic. Uh, live. You know what? God bless that small little stage over at the other oh, end. Oh, yeah. 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 The Rebel stage. The Rebel stage. Thank you. And you came back from shooting a band. I think this was Friday. You're like, dude. Algiers. Algiers. That's all oh I'm saying. God, yeah. Another band that's just, again, an empty bottle-ish kind of band that's just, how do you describe this religiously as far as the soulful nature of the lead singer? However, there's industrial, there's a mix of uh, hardcore and no and noise mix. Oh, my God. How do you, uh, band, or Black Midi, another band similar that are just unclassifiable all over the map. Jazz one minute, Mahavishnu Orchestra into the melodic, you know, like, whoa. <laughs> this band is like way out of the curve if they know their instruments that well. Like uh, Bobby, I'm fascinated <laughs> by what you do. And, and a good photo, a good concert photo can just, it tells a story. Correct. And you've been able to capture that throughout your career. Lucky, but I, yes. I can't wait to see what you come up with from Riot Fest. Uh, Thank thanks, you, James. Thanks for hanging out. I know you've got more bands to jump in front of. Totally, but this is always an honor. You're the best. I just love you as far as what you do with Carcani. I'm riveted to the show and who's up next. You know. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome.